0: All this talk of discipleship, it's not new. We tout it like we just found it at the turn of the century, but it's thousands of years old. Jesus called, people followed. He mentored, they learned. He sent, and they went and preached and healed. He was arrested, and they disappeared. You may consider yourself an expert on discipleship. You may try to insert it in every meeting and article. You may even establish a ministry specifically with that focus. But if you do not understand and practice the teachings of Jesus, disappearance may be the option you
1: follow. Offering information for your mind. Enabling transformation for your heart. A weekly dialogue exploring God's Word and its application for today's world. Sabbath School U.
0: Thank you for joining us for another episode of sabbath school university we are joined by three amazing guests and um so i want you to introduce yourself and then tell our viewers uh i guess your favorite food
2: well i am natalie Monkow and favorite food do i have to pick one phil okay i i'm gonna say two so i love (laughs) mashed potatoes and really sweet cornbread
3: Mm-hmm. Sounds very good. Mm-hmm. Um, my name is Elena Souders, and my favorite type of food would be Mediterranean food, so yeah.
1: Okay, my name is John Davis, and actually I kind of have two foods, but they go together really. I love vegetarian lasagna, and I also love homemade rolls. You know, they're just really good,
0: so. I'm pleased that I'm surrounded by a bunch of foodies. Uh, my name is Phil Riley, and I love Ethiopian food, so I can't kind of narrow it down to one type, But to be honest, I haven't really had food that I don't like, so I like it all. Same for me. Elena, why don't you start us off by reading our Bible verse and having prayer?
3: Sure. So our Bible verse is in Luke 9, 23, and I'll be reading from NIV. And it says, Then he said to them all, if anyone would come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. So let's pray. Um, mon Dieu, merci pour aujourd'hui, merci pour la neige, merci pour l'opportunité de étudier ta parole et pour toutes les personnes qui sont, qui sont là et qui sont en train d'écouter um, ton esprit. Au nom de Jésus, amen.
2: amen. Amen.
0: You surprised me. That was French, right? Yes. <laughs> Where did you pick up French?
3: Um, in France, actually. I went to the Adventist school for a year. Wow. And then I also, on my own, lived in Paris for another year. That is really cool.
0: That must have been a great experience.
3: It was amazing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, in our lesson today, we're talking about discipleship. And I thought we could kind of start off very basically and just kind of go over what we know from the text about Jesus calling his disciples. So tell me a little bit of what we know from the stories that we've read. How does Jesus call the disciples? What does he do?
1: What do we know about it?
3: Who would
1: like to start? <laughs> oh, everybody's looking at me. So, you know, when I was reading through the text and I was looking at how Jesus called discipleship, what stood out to me is the type of people he called. You now, he didn't just go looking for those who seemed to know everything about scriptures or every or that had a really strong relationship with God, but he looked for ordinary people. He, you know, he took the tax collector, you know, he took, you know, just different people from different walks of life. And I think that's very important for us to know when when. You look at uh, who Jesus called and, and how we're called to be disciples, is that we're just ordinary people and that's all that's needed, really.
2: Right. And actually the verse that you read, Elena, um, Luke 9, 23, it says in the very beginning, whoever wants to be mm-hmm. my disciple. So I think that's a really crucial point. It's do you want to be? Um, right. you know, it's people with a willing heart, a willing mm-hmm. spirit who are want who want to work for God mm-hmm. and with God. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, I learned while i was doing some studying about this i learned that disciples in the first century the time of jesus they would basically well i guess i can go back even further jewish jewish boys would study since they were about five years old and then they'd go until about 15. and if they had the money if their family had the money or if they had kind of the the mindset of a rabbi. They'd go to different rabbis and they'd kind of apply to be their disciples. Mm. And so it's kind of like the applications that we send out for college, higher education. Like if you're good enough, then you can go to this college. Mm. Um, And at that time it was kind of like, if you were good enough, then you could follow this rabbi. And they would teach and they they wanted their teachings to follow with someone that could really learn them and, and apply them, which to me shows the difference between Jesus and the rabbis of that time. Because like you were saying, John, you know, here were these various people and I figured that if they were fishing or you know, they were doing other jobs, mm-hmm. then they weren't good enough to follow other rabbis or they weren't good enough to continue their education. Mm-hmm. So maybe they didn't lack the, the, the family backing mm-hmm. or they, maybe they didn't kind of catch on as quickly with the education, mm-hmm. but yet Jesus wanted them. And I think it's so interesting. What, what about them do you think Jesus really wanted?
3: You know, I think Jesus was taking the opportunity to show the power of God in the sense of he's taking these people who aren't really schooled in the word, and yet he's choosing them to spread the word. And that can only be done through the wisdom that God provides. So I think he's taking the opportunity to show I, I am God and I can choose and I can use whoever I desire to. It doesn't have to be the most intellectual person. It doesn't have to be the most well-learned.
2: Right, and it kind of reminds me of you know, Moses when he first started his journey. and He was like, God, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to speak well. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to do anything. And God was like, I will take care of it. Mm-hmm. You know, the first step is having a willing spirit, and then God will provide all the gifts so that you can, you know, be a disciple. Exactly. And it's, it really also starts with love, too. You know, loving God and being willing, um, and, and you'll be fine. You know, ask God to provide what you can't. Um, and and he will do that for you
3: I really like the fact that you're pointing out the importance of love in this because I think we're gonna you know what as we study the lesson we're gonna see how the Pharisees lacked that love Mm -hmm. and because they lacked that love they weren't fit to lead and I think you know God is about love God is love and so the only way that you can possibly lead God I mean people to God is through that same love and if you're lacking it I don't care how much you know People are not going to listen to you. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and looking uh, further beyond just that love is, you know, when you look at the the scripture and it says deny yourself, and so to show that you love God, you know, you're denying the things that you may want, those mm-hmm. those selfish desires, or you know, for instance, the you know they were out there fishing and they wanted to they wanted to continue doing living their lives, they wanted mm-hmm. to be fishermen, they wanted to be you know the tax collector, they wanted to do what they had been doing, but they had to deny their own desires mm-hmm. first and then begin the process of of taking up the cross, being able to, to understand that there was going to be suffering. There's going to be a long journey, a long road ahead. You know, when we look at Christ, you know, there was a long journey to Calvary with that cross. And so we're taking it up daily. We're we're knowing, we're understanding that there's that long journey. And I think the disciples had to get that mindset Mm -hmm. that this wasn't just going to be, all right, Jesus has come, we're saved now, but now there's a process. There's now a, a, a decision-making time now for us to to every day to think about, all right, Lord, what do I need to do today? How do I deny myself? How do I continue this journey when I don't think I can go on? And so that's really important, I believe. I think it's really
0: fascinating because I was reading through this and you know, Simon Peter, they're out fishing and Jesus calls them to be disciples. And he says to them, I'm gonna make you fishers of men. Mm-hmm. And I just wonder if, if they were saying, or the thought was like, wait a second, I know how to catch fish. I don't <laughs> yeah. know how to catch men. And I feel like these people, you know, the disciples, they didn't have any prior experience about, mm-hmm. you know, being disciple or, disciples or continuing a ministry. Mm-hmm. And yet Jesus called them. Mm-hmm. And, and then I look at, like you were saying, you know, the Pharisees and the religious leaders. They seemed to have all of the training that they could possibly want mm-hmm. when it came to religion. And yet Jesus didn't <clears> call <throat> them. And I think it, it really is about kind of your mindset and, mm-hmm. you know, the character. Like they knew the, they had the book smarts but they might not have had the character that mm-hmm. Jesus
1: wanted to continue on in the ministry.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and I, I think the saying goes, you know, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. And these Pharisees had gotten to a point in their lives where mm-hmm. they thought they knew everything. There was nothing for them to learn. Okay. And so it's di- more difficult to teach and change someone's pattern of thinking when they already think, oh, there's nothing for you to contribute to what I understand and what I know. So when, he, when Jesus took these ordinary men they didn't have the the knowledge. They they just had a basic understanding, and so he was able to open their minds and allow them to see. I, I look at it kind of as the movie The Matrix. You know, Neo gets to that point where he has to make a decision between the red pill or the blue pill, and one is going to open his mind and open his life, and the other is going to send him back to where he is. And the Pharisees are the ones that are constantly taking that pill, going back into uh, um, their their selfish ways and their 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 prideful ways. Whereas the disciples decided, you know what? They could have decided, no, nah, I don't want to follow this man. Who is he? But they decided, you know what? We want, our, we want to become fishers of men. And that's very important, you know, in that aspect.
0: I like that. Now, we see Jesus choosing his disciples. And, you know, he, throughout his ministry, they're right there with him. And so I want to ask you, what is the role of a disciple in establishing the kingdom of God?
3: Mm.
0: Like, let's take it to the next step. What were those disciples really doing?
3: I think what God... Wanted them to do what he wants us to do as his disciples is to spread the word. And in spreading the word is like spreading the love as well. Um, and I think that's basically their job to just go around and tell people about Christ and how amazing his sacrifice was and how that sacrifice is out of love and out of the fact that he wants us to be with him for eternity, worshiping him. You know, I think that's what a disciple's role
2: is. Well, in Luke 9, uh, 1, um, and I'm gonna read from NIV, he says, when Jesus had called the 12 together, he gave them power and authority to drive out all demons and to cure diseases.
1: Mm-hmm. And he
2: sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God and mm-hmm. to heal the sick. Mm-hmm. And so that's the role, you know, proclaim guys coming back and heal people. Mm-hmm. And he gave them the tools to do that. and um, it's really. I love this because it's so simple. It's mm-hmm. like it's not complicated at all. <laughs> There's not like yeah. an entire executive summary of how you become a yeah. disciple. It's just really simple, you know, love and and you can see love and willingness mm-hmm. all in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's natural. If if you love God, then these two things, um, proclaiming the kingdom and healing the sick, mm-hmm. are they they can't be that hard without with God, you know. Mm-hmm.
0: See, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw that back at you though because. I I believe that we're all disciples if we choose to follow Christ we're all disciples but I'll be honest like I worked at a hospital as a chaplain and I didn't heal anybody so and it it seems like when you see healings you see them on TV and it's this this fake TV evangelist (laughs) that is you know pretending to heal people or it's a gimmick that they're just trying to get money (laughs) or you know they'll send water that's special water that'll heal you so So can disciples still do this or what's the problem with us that we may not be doing it?
2: Well, there's a few things. And one for me, when, when I see heal the sick, I don't think only of physical body diseases, you know, people are sad, you know, people need food, you know, those are other ways that you can help someone. And I think that's really what it's calling you to do at the end of the day. Um, and at the end of the day, also healing comes from God. So um, I would pray with that person and ask God to heal them because I, by myself, can't do it, you know? So you do what you can and I think that is the most important thing.
3: So basically, could we heal by proxy in the sense of, so I've met someone who's going through maybe deep depression or they do have some sort of physical ailment and because I love them through God, I will provide them with the means to get medical attention. Could that be it as well?
1: Just you know. Well, when I look at healing, you know, and Natalie, you, you made it, brought up a good point of the physical or, or emotional or mental heal, uh, healing, but there's also another type of healing that we didn't bring up, and that's spiritual healing. Mm-hmm. And so, a lot of times, when you look at when Jesus was casting out these demons, these weren't necessarily physical things. We were he was battling the spiritual, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we know what the Bible talks about with, with the you know the there are things that we cannot see. There are things Yay. that with, with the human mind, with the carnal mind, we cannot see. And so the disciples were able to go out and cast out those things. And I believe, you know, as disciples, we still do have the ability to cast out those things, but we have to make sure that we're focusing on the right thing. Uh, too often we get focused on the physical or the, mm-hmm. the things we can see, you know, the, the cancer or, mm-hmm. or the depression, but we ignore the spiritual battle that's going on inside mm-hmm. of someone's life. And because we don't address that, they don't actually get the healing that we are expecting to have. Wow. And, mm-hmm. and we really need to focus more on that spiritual element. Right. Well, I think,
0: and I, I don't want to go too much further on this tangent, but I think, you know, it, it does say, Jesus does say that, you know, like, when, when I was in prison, you visited me. When I was hungry, you fed me. And, mm-hmm. and I think that's one thing that we're called to do.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Whether or not we're physically changing people's lives in a way that can be seen, you know, this is a way that we know that we can help people out mm-hmm. and use what we can do with God's help. Right. But anyway, I want to pull us back. <laughs> so go into our Bible text. Um, it's found in Luke 9, 23. As you read, I want to go over some of these four discipleship characteristics or principles. So it basically spells out you're to deny yourself, take up the cross, take it up daily, and follow Jesus. Mm -hmm. So I want to go through this kind of talk about what does it mean to deny yourself? Hmm.
1: So as I was talking about earlier, denying yourself really gets to forgetting about who you are. Um, All of your past mistakes, all of your misdeeds, everything that would have made you you. Um, And you you leave that behind and take one. You know the the corruptible becomes incorruptible as the bible says that we allow god and, and jesus into our hearts to make us a brand new person so we're, we're forgetting about the things that 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 we we struggle with and we allow god to take take that place so i think that's where denying yourself comes into play there
3: i think i had a hard time with this as i was studying the word because mm-hmm. i'm very much a product of modern age in the sense of i can compartmentalize my life you know during 7 30 to 5 30 during the week I'm at work and I'm work Elena and then afterward <laughs> I'm at the gym and that's what I'm doing and you know so on and so forth so in my mind I'm like well, how do I deny myself when my self is so I don't want to say fragmented but it, Certain things only come out at certain times so how can I deny the entire thing just to follow Christ or how do I let Christ seep into everything else that I'm doing? Um, I really, I had no answer for it. I had more questions.
0: And there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I, I did not know. See, I like what John said, because I always think of this, and I've, I've read it as, you know, you put aside your, your selfishness mm-hmm. and your, your mm-hmm. sinful self, and you really focus on the goal of what Christ wants. Um, But I think, I like what you said about it's also kind of forgetting what your past is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, that's a hard thing to do because it's so easy to look at myself and Mm -hmm. it's so easy to look at the mistakes I've made or or anything like that. And I don't know that Christ wants us to look at those Mm -hmm. things. I think he wants us to look forward and look at him and try and be a better person. I think you were talking about compartmentalizing and I think part of denying yourself isn't necessarily denying who you are and and what gifts and talents God has given you, but kind of using those mm-hmm. for His. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, there's a mindset out right now that is all about like, what do you feel? Mm-hmm. Like, God is gonna if God loves you, like He's gonna He's gonna pr- give you the money that you need, or He's mm-hmm. gonna give you the things that you need. And I feel like that's really just still focused on yourself.
2: Mm-hmm. Sometimes, uh, and I guess this is an answer really to your question earlier. I think, okay, God, you want me to deny myself? Does that mean I get rid of the goals that I have in my life? Um, No, you know, Mm -hmm. I think a way to try to focus on denying self and following God and taking up the cross daily is to think, God, am I, whatever I'm doing right now, is this pleasing to you? Is this for Mm -hmm. your glory? And at the end of the day, I think that's like the, quest, the test the, mm-hmm. that I try to, mm-hmm. to ask myself and make sure that everything else kind of measures up to that. Mm-hmm. So if that's going to work on time, that's still for mm-hmm. his glory, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm representing him in the mm-hmm. best light. I think at the end of the day, if that's what you're trying to do, mm-hmm. um, then you are being a disciple. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Now let's move on to the next one. Taking up your cross. There are actually societies that in their religious worshiping, or I know it's a, a celebration once a year, they will actually have people drag their crosses and they will basically put them up on them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Is that what God's calling us to do? What is he calling us
1: to do when he asks us to take up our cross? Well, when he's asking us to take up our cross, I look at it as, um, we have to look at it how Jesus took up his cross. Jesus. You know, we, he asked the disciples to pick up their things and go and, and be willing to, to go wherever he led them. And so taking up your cross means, all right, you're planted in one place. So, you know, for instance, you're planted in a particular church, but being willing to know that if God says, all right, I need for you to move to this place. I need you to go into this neighborhood to to bring light into this neighborhood, that you're willing to make that journey no matter what happens. Mm-hmm. Because Christ didn't, you know, Christ could have, you know, st- take him down, took himself down off the cross. He could have, you know, decided not to 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 allow himself to go through the anguish and agony that he went through but he went through that long journey and so we have to look at our cross you know the things that we bear the burdens that we have in our lives and we have to understand that with Christ's help we are we're going to carry those things but we have to be willing to move wherever he goes
3: Mm -hmm. this is another one that I also grappled with because I also see verses in the Bible where Jesus is telling us to give him all our burdens and not worry about it anymore. And yet he's asking us to pick up our cross every day. And what I understand our cross to be are those things that we find challenging that, you know, not just challenges physically or mentally, but spiritually. And so how do I pick this up every day and yet give it to Christ every day as well? You know, how do I carry it on my back every day and at the same time surrender it at his feet so that he can pick up the yoke and he can be the one who is weary instead of me?
2: Well, you can complete that verse because it says, take up their cross daily and follow me. So, you know, if you're burdened, you give it to him. You, you just give it to him and then you, just, you walk with him, you know, to, to the next thing. Um, I, I didn't think of it as keeping it on my back. I felt like it was, I'm giving it to you, God, because I know you can handle it, ultimately. I cannot.
3: That's interesting, because as I'm reading it, I'm like, I don't see him saying, like, pick it up, give it to me, and then follow me. He's saying, pick it up and follow. And so to me, it kind of says, like, you still need to be carrying this as you keep, maybe the the difference is that we're keeping our eyes on him, because you can't follow anyone without, you know, Mm
2: -hmm.
3: visibly doing it.
1: Yeah. Well, I definitely, you know, I definitely agree to to that Elena and it's not just, you know, I think just taking up and following him but I it, I think of that that the footprints poem and and the image where, you know, we're taking up that cross and when we can't carry it, when it's too heavy to bear, that's when Jesus and when Jesus is carrying us at that point in time and we still have the cross with us because it it reminds us of his sacrifice of his love uh, of the the ultimate salvation plan, so we never leave the cross behind, because mm-hmm. that's what helps us keep our minds for it, looking to Him. Mm-hmm. And then when we we can't carry it, you know, as you said, we give it over to Him. He, we let Him carry us through that tough time. So mm-hmm. I, I still think we're we're still following, we're still mm-hmm. carrying it, mm-hmm. but we're we're not bearing all of the burden of it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. And I
0: agree. I mean, I think there are things that that. I don't think God asks us to do anything that we can't do. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think, I think Moses showed that. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we can lack that faith, but at the same time, I think there are things that God helps us out with. Mm-hmm.
2: Right.
0: So let me ask you, is discipleship costly? Because like I mentioned earlier, there's, there's a, a theory out there that, you know, if you're following God, then you know, you're going to be blessed financially or mm-hmm. whatever. And I feel like that's been around since Jesus's day when people thought, you know, if you're crippled or, or something like that, mm-hmm. then you're not being blessed by God.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So is discipleship an easy thing or is it costly? or?
2: I definitely think it's costly. I think it's costly also like, even now because uh, you can lose friends. You know, you can have a different lifestyle when you're following Christ that some friends won't understand it some even family members and they might decide, okay, I can't hang out with you anymore because of the way you've chosen to live your life. So,
3: yeah. I think the perfect example might be even Job. You know, he was, he was the perfect. He had def- it rough. Yeah. <laughs> he had the perfect definition of being blessed by God. You know, he was mm-hmm. so wealthy and had 10 children and, you know, everything was always great. And then test the trial and tribulations came, and he chose to still be, in a way, God's disciple because even through his disease, even through losing his family and losing friends and everything, when people asked him to deny God, he didn't do it. Mm -hmm. He was still angry with God. Like, it cost him physically, it cost him um, materially, but it also, I think, was emotionally taxing on him to have to go through this battle, and yet he went through it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think it can be very costly to still you know, choose mm-hmm. to follow, follow Christ. Christ.
0: Well, I even think if you look at the disciples, I mean, mm-hmm. think about how their lives played out from what we know, mm-hmm. um, you know, very few of them lived to old age. Mm-hmm. There was, you know, there were some crucified, um, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I just feel like, like being a disciple, even John, I mean, what he had to deal with and, and he, he was the forerunner to Jesus. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like even they're an example that you could lose your life. You could, you know, friends are a challenge. I feel like it is costly. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and I would agree, Phil. Um, that was one of the things I was going to bring up is that discipleship costs you your life. Mm-hmm. And it's going to cost your life in one of two ways. Because if you choose not to follow him, we all know, then we know that the wages of sin are, are, are okay. death. Mm-hmm. So if you choose not to become a disciple, then death is the only option. And if you do choose to follow him, then you have to die to. The, your sinful self. Mm-hmm. So you're going to lose your life one way or another. It's just a matter of the choice mm-hmm. of which life do you want to lose. Okay. Do you, and so once you become that disciple, then yeah, you can lose yeah. friends as Natalie said, you can lose um, um, money uh, mm-hmm. as in Job, yeah, when, what he went through when he lost his family, he lost everything he owned, all of his possessions. But we all know that in discipleship, God has promised us even more in the kingdom of heaven. Mm-hmm. So what we lose and mm-hmm. disciple, in discipleship, we gain a lot more in in heaven. And so that's very important for us to remember is that there's a balance there. Mm-hmm. It's very costly, but there's a great reward because it is an internal life with, with Jesus Christ yeah. in heaven. Right. You just
0: answered my follow-up question, which <laughs> is, you know, it may be costly or it's costly, but is it worth it?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Absolutely yeah. worth it, 100%.
3: Well, I don't think anything that comes easy is ever actually that satisfying mm-hmm. in life. You know, I think people... Like a challenge because if you at the end, it's like I worked really hard for this so I now Can revel in it and be like I deserve this Mm -hmm. So I think at the end when we get to heaven we're gonna be like okay, you know, Mm. we Christ paid the price for us to be here But we also paid a few taxes here and there (laughs) and it's gonna make it a lot Right a lot more amazing. I think
0: I think it'll even pale in comparison. Mm -hmm. I mean I feel like it's so easy to just gonna kind of get lost and focused on mm-hmm. what's happening in the here mm-hmm. and now. Mm-hmm. But like you were saying, I mean, John, if, if we lose our life, then what have we really gained? Mm-hmm. But if mm-hmm. we lose a physical life mm-hmm. and we gain, you know, eternity or heaven, all yeah. this stuff, right. like, what does that matter? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what it says in the Bible. Like, yeah. it's just kind of like, you know, grass, like mm-hmm. we, it, it's mm-hmm. there and then it's gone the next day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And maybe that's what it's like, but there's so much more to gain. Right.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So I guess the final thing is, so we've talked about disciples, we've talked about the value, we've talked about the disciples back
1: then, but bringing it today, mm-hmm. what can we do to be great disciples?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I think we have to form a relationship with Christville. We have to make sure that we, we work on that relationship through prayer, through reading the Bible, mm-hmm. through just regular fellowship with other Christians, You know, to to broaden our horizons and our understanding, uh, because it's, it's really important, that relationship. It, you know, Christ wants a relationship with our heart. You know, there's a song that says he wants it all. Mm-hmm. And so we have to give him that all. And as we give him that all, we become uh, greater disciples with, with his help.
0: Well, I appreciate that. And, um, you know, in my studying, I learned a, a rabbinical saying, which I want to share, because I think following Jesus is really what's most important. And we'll learn all the rest as we follow him. But they used to say to... Uh, students, may you be covered in the dust of your rabbi. Mm-hmm. Basically, may you be following so closely that the dust kicked up from the sandals mm-hmm. just covers you. Wow. And I think that's an important thing for us to learn as well. Mm-hmm. So thank you very much for joining us. Thank I you. appreciate it. If you'd like to contact us, please visit our website at www.sabbathschoolu.org. That's www.sabbathschooltheletteru.org. Remember the goal of Bible study is information and transformation. It's for the head and for the heart. For Sabbath School U, I'm Phil Riley.